Welcome back, folks, to Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, a floor boy and a fucking idiot, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the East Kent Elliot Friedman, and a man with appalling taste in takeaway food. Well, every human, Will, how you doing? I'm doing all right. See, I couldn't, uh, I, uh, to peel back the curtain, as we uh, so often do, I, I texted Dan earlier, jokingly saying I've just had a massive KFC, therefore I'll be recording from uh, my water closet. Not the case, not the case, I'm in my kitchen. Uh, I did the water closet business before we were able to record, luckily. But Dan sent me a relatively vaguely worded text, which I will quote as, where have we gone? You are not a KFC fan, question mark. <laughs> See, I didn't I didn't know if that was you saying, oh, are you not a KFC fan? Or, as it seems to be, as like, oh, you're not a KFC fan. Which, which begs the question of like, what's what's fucking wrong with KFC? It's just, mate, it's KFC. just fucking nah. Just it's just skank chicken, isn't it? It's just skank chicken all over. It's just bad. Well, right, where where are you getting better chicken though? Bad. Oh, he's, he's gonna cook it in his fucking air fryer, isn't he? <laughs> I was gonna say, you know me, I'm fucking shopping at a Big Jim's house of free range beautiful chickens, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they call farm foods up in? Uh... Yeah, I've been just here. That's what we call Aldi up here. <laughs> I just really do not like KFC at all. Whenever I eat it, then, I just feel. I think it's like Americans with um There's always that thing that Americans have about Taco Bell. Like people love it, but they always eat it and say, "Fucking hell, why did I eat that?" Like, <laughs> but they always seem to like it and enjoy it. But afterwards, I always have this weird. I don't know where it came from either. I've never had a bad meal there. I've never had it and got like food poisoning or some shit like that. But for some reason, to me, there's something really, really off about KFC and I can't place it. Fair fair play, fair play. If, it, if it's a thing, of, especially of like, oh, I eat it and then I feel shit afterwards. Yeah, I completely understand that. Going through that uh, that internal battle as we speak. But then <laughs> yeah. do you, would you, would you get chicken nuggets from McDonald's, say? My my normal go to if it's a uh, because I'm a fucking sad fucking hardo, if it's my non cheat day, my go to McDonald's is a grilled chicken and bacon salad, and then I'll get six chicken nuggets as well to go with it. Because I'm like, well, okay, I'm not gonna go full salad. I'm not that much. I'm not a hundred percent loser. I'm just a ninety eight percent loser. Because I'll at least get some chicken nuggets to go <laughs> to go with it. But if it See, was there's... if it was a cheat day. I'll just get if I get there for breakfast, obviously. Uh, what do they call it? A fucking uh, sausage egg muffin. Yeah. If it's after that, if it's after that, I'll just get like two or three chicken sandwiches. See, there's. I knew this was going to be the answer. Why? Why is KFC chicken any skanker than McDonald's chicken? It's not. Is the answer. I agree. I agree completely. If you go to any fast food eatery of your choice, when I lived in Manchester, there was a different KFC because it was Kansas fried chicken. Now I'm oy, sure they've oy. got. I think they think there's some kind of legal loophole there, but I'm sure the <laughs> owners of the original KFC still would have come down on them like a sumo wrestler had they found out. But we, you know, whatever. Kansas fried. Ch- I never tried Kansas fried chicken. I don't know if it was any different or not, but they are there in and around Manchester. But yeah, there's probably no different. There's probably no difference. They probably get the chickens from the same fucking battery farm, for all I know, because I just imagine they would. But. I don't know if it's allegedly. Allegedly. Of course, allegedly. They treat their animals with great respect and humility before they feed them to the masses. <laughs> humility. <laughs> yeah. Very, but, uh, very yeah, there's dignified just some... lives. <laughs> very dignified. Very dignified. 
But yeah, there's just something about KFC. I can't place it. I think because I th- I think because they leave the skin on and all the herbs and spices and all that shit, and it just feels way more greasy than I think any chicken should ever feel. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think. Thinking about it now, that's the only thing I can think about. Is is very greasy. Oh, I'll give you that. I'll give yeah. you that. Do you, do, you want to, do you want to hear one last grim thing about specifically my local KFC? Oh, please do. So it's uh, built like a relatively new one, like out my way. I, yeah, I say, I say my local KFC. It's still a 25-minute drive away, but still. So it's relatively local new to you. One. Fucking absolutely nothing. We've got two co-ops, and then everything else is like half an hour away. <laughs> yeah. So it's, unfortunately, they haven't opened up a KFC window inside the co-op yeah damn it. Do, it's, no. fucking, it's fucking over yeah. anyway this new kfc you don't obviously it's, it's it's come about in the last year so it's pure drive-through or at least has been yeah i think it's set up to have tables inside but funnily enough that hasn't been used so you're, you're queuing up to go through the drive-through fucking track for a better term and along the side of these like you know like newish uh, retail buildings are like almost made out of like corrugated metal in a way, oh, like yeah, that yeah. kind of effect. So it's that kind of wall. And as you're following along, you know, towards the ordering hole, there are silhouettes of the life cycle of a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes from egg to chick to hatch to hatchling to chick to fucking half grown chicken to fully grown like rooster. At the end, I was just saying, like, fucking... It doesn't include the two final stages, which is meat blender and then your food. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a large, clearly very hairy man looming over the... Uh, <laughs> over with a the gun. With a fucking... I was going to say a cleaver, but yeah, it might be a gun. It's, yeah, it's about the not? ankles, isn't it? Allegedly. Like, we'll throw an allegedly in there just in case. <laughs> allegedly. That's fucking grim, isn't it? That's dark as sin. Yeah, but you know what you're getting. It's hardly a surprise, is it? Yeah, I know <laughs> getting, what I'm getting. I'm, I'm eating something that used to be alive. Yeah, we know. No kidding. You're at a fast food place. Next is going to be on those those uh, multimedia billboards. You get a lot of the multimedia menu boards. It's going to start <laughs> playing videos of their battery farms and stuff like that. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Like clips from, uh, what's that documentary? Food, food Inc.? like that kind of orchestral like orchestral war music playing in the background <laughs> it's like all these chickens just dying in slow motion <laughs> exactly i reckon the franchise is owned by like um like vegan and animal rights activists and so this is the way they think it's gonna oh, you know, it's like um like negative reinforcement or whatever yeah continually yeah. reminding you of what you're eating and i think actually yeah, i don't really don't really fancy a chicken tonight, funnily enough. Yeah, your free sauce is just a pot of blood. Just to really drive home the point. <laughs> Throw it over you. <laughs> yeah, like Peter on those fashion like fashion models on those runways. Just yeah. go and chuck blood on them. <laughs> Eat this oh, food. It's disgusting. Like, chuck it. <laughs> that weird kid from Parks and Recreation is the person at the window. That's certainly <laughs> <Yeah>. the food. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Just quickly, I need to tell you what I did this week. As I oh, mentioned, guys, of course, it sounds like you did something stupid. Oh, can you? Can what a surprise! Well, as you may uh, you know me already. Yeah, I did do something fucking stupid. I, as we mentioned, we were redoing the kitchen, <laughs> so had had Friday off work, put the floor down by myself, did all the beading, 
looks fantastic. Did a great job. So got to Monday. Everything's obviously been painted now. I was like, you know what? Because me and Sarah had a chat, said we'll get some shelves up. So I thought on Monday, I know what I'll do. Sarah's at work till later. I'll go grab some shelves. We'll put them up. I quickly went into Asda, bought a couple of bits that can go on the shelves, like a nice plant, all that kind of stuff. Beautiful. I'm totally fine putting shelves up. Not an issue. Drilled a hole into the wall. Drilled through the wire that was behind no. the wall and oh blew out all God. the sockets in the house like a fucking oh. hero. Legend. <laughs> so, yeah. So the fuse box tripped immediately. Obviously, thank God, that's what it's there for. Went and checked that. Spoke to my dad immediately and he said that wires either come up from the socket or down from the socket i knew this but i was very surprised because there's nothing uh, there's nothing else in the kitchen above this socket there's nothing there so i drilled up probably about 12 15 inches above the socket thinking well there's going to be nothing here because everything else that's powered is underneath so it's where we have the plug for the washing machine and all that kind of stuff so i was like well the wires must be down they can't be up because there's nothing else up here no the wires went up for some reason. And I drilled a, a million to one shot, Will. million to one shot right through the wire. Straight. So, yeah. So I had to smash the wall open with a hammer, oh pull off all the plasterboard, and uh, there's now a nice sort of 12-inch square hole in the wall. I had to get a guy out, an electrician, obviously. Emergency call out. So for seven minutes work, Will, that'll be 165 of your English pounds. <laughs> Fucking hell. And I was so mad. And I very rarely do this. You know me. I I get like I get like stupid bad at stuff. I don't get like I'm actually angry. I was just but I was legitimately angry at myself for being a fucking idiot, not taking proper care. And then obviously then the cost to do it. Now I've got to replaster board and plaster the wall and repaint it, even though I'd only just done it. And so when I was checking the fuse box, I had a complete blinding raged moment and punched a hole in the door under the stairs as I am Oh mate. I was going to joke and say, did you punch another 12 by 12 hole in, uh, in the wall in the... Uh... <laughs> no, but I did punch a hole in the door under the stairs. Luckily, it's not come through, so you can't see it on the side that everyone can see. It's on the inside, so that's fine. But yeah, so because I'm a fucking idiot. Dude, i tell you, I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed. In, in for a penny, in for a pound, then. Well, you got a... Yeah, exactly, exactly. If I'm a... Oh, fuck, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> So fucking stupid. Oh, so mate. stupid. Anyway, so, um, let's get to some hockey. Let's get to some hockey. Let's let something <laughs> something a little less depressing for once. Well, I'm going to start with something incredibly depressing because Aaron Ekblad made everyone practically oh vomit God. with. Oh, I tell you, Very I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really a queasy person. I'm one of those people who can watch horror films while eating their tea, and it doesn't bother me. I can be eating a pizza. You know, I'm just watching people get massacred. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't really bother me. I'll, I'll as a, as you uh, people may know this, I'm kind of a fan of uh, serial killer psychiatry and psychology and all that. I like why they do what they do. And I'll, I'll often read about them and stuff. And I'll sometimes see a link that says click here to see these victims. And I'll go, ah, okay then. And I'll look at it and I think, yep, yeah, shouldn't look to that. That was pretty grim. Doesn't really bother me. Injuries like this though, boy, they really really get to me and i'm thinking about you know the two arsenal players as well it was eduardo and whoever the other one was was that aaron ramsey uh, it was, it was, yeah it was aaron ramsey but ramsey the eduardo against... one was oh my fucking god that oh was god horrendous. like they really get to me really i can't i watched them once and i'm just like yeah that's it i can't i can't go back and see that again fucking awful but then you reckon, i think, think... ekblad doing everything's gonna be out for 12 weeks which i think is insanely optimistic 
that yeah, that sounds so short. Like I, I think realistically we probably won't see him again this year. But yeah, he can't. Surely, just that. These are you know, it's it's professional athletes with the highest level of like rehabilitation available and all that shit. So like, it's going to be a a quicker timeline than if like you or I did it. But yeah, twelve weeks feels feels fucking short. And I, I think the thing about watching injuries like this versus like watching a horror film or whatever like is is these injuries are significantly more relatable for the average person i think than like well, one thing your... they're real <laughs> well, yeah yeah yes that's 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 not to be understated as well that's got to be yeah. a thing where yeah. your brain with a film thinks oh, even if you're not actively thinking it it knows oh this is just props and cgi or fucking whatever it might be makeup this you look at it you're like fuck that's that's genuinely happened. Genuinely happened. And I think everybody's, you know, like rolled their ankle or whatever it is, or you know, done something similar enough to like what happened to Eggblad or what happened for like, Eduardo and Ramsey or anyone who like Miko Ranton a couple of years ago. And, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And all that. But yeah, it just makes you oh it makes your stomach turn, doesn't it? it? Really does. It does. You can feel it. Like you just get that it's like a sympathy pain or something. I just I, mm. I immediately grabbed my own leg and went oh oh like that and just kind of oh god and I could feel like some kind of weird sensation I was like no okay oh oh god this is terrible and just Ooh, hearing it like, like the muscles him... tightening around your ankle and stuff yeah. just like is every, every oh. am I all right yeah yeah you've I've done, I think... you do that thing sometimes don't you where you, like you'll slip down the last step or something or you'll step off a curb wrong or something like you say you just roll your ankle and you go oh and you just. You get you get that crazy kind of hot cold sweat for like five seconds. Like, oh god, like that was close. That was really close. Then yeah, I felt like that could have gone really badly, and it didn't. And you think, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But dude, and just hearing him screaming as well. Oh boy, boy, oh boy. I, I've, I haven't watched it with sound, and I'm now glad that I haven't. <laughs> yeah, don't. I don't. I don't need that haunting my dreams. <laughs> it's, I think right. the other thing, absolute nightmare fuel. The other scary thing about oh, mate, watching Keith Yandel cry into his glove fair play the other thing about this Ekblad injury because I I saw, I wasn't watching the game but I saw like oh Ekblad's fucking injured so you go to look for the video and you think oh you know somebody's done him into the boards or a slew foot or whatever it might be like nah this was just a hazard of ice skating you know it's, it's not it wasn't a bad hit yeah he was kind of tangled up with Essa Lindell a little bit but even then I wouldn't I wouldn't put that on on the play, do you know what I mean? He just took a bit of a tumble and landed awkwardly on his leg. Like, this could basically happen to anybody skating in to retrieve a puck from near the boards 10 times a game. That's fucking, yeah, terrifying. Terrifying. We only said the other week, didn't we? It's insane that there aren't more gruesome, horrible injuries in ice skating. I know you get, I know there's lots, yeah. but it's madness that you don't get ones like this. You always get the. He's dinged up, he's pulled the muscle, he's tweaked this, he's done that. But ones that are just kind of... It's insane that there's not more that are completely gruesome and horrific in a yeah, sport. Yeah, like, this should be happening every week. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you don't... It doesn't happen... Every, why doesn't this happen every other game? Why isn't... You know, it just seems that the players are, you know, better prepared or taking more care of themselves. Or I mean, maybe, maybe even taking more care of, the, of their opponents in some... In, maybe some players are, Tom Wilson notwithstanding, but... I don't know. It was yeah, <sighs> Jesus, just uh, just terrible. While we're talking about 
injuries and stuff. I'll quickly mention this because it was very funny. What do you think about the two penalties and subsequent fines handed out to McKinnon and McDavid? Have you seen either of them? Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've seen them both. I've got them both here, here, ready to go. I, nice. I think one was significantly more funny than the other. <laughs> uh, How are they both five grand fines? How? Come on. <laughs> fucking power, power to Conor McDavid. Power to... He didn't even get called for elbowing on the play. It was fucking roughing. <laughs> like, he didn't catch it. He's lucky he didn't catch him. Because I thought... When I first saw it, I'm, I'm thinking, he's fucking taking his head off. How has he only got two minutes for that? <laughs> he has but, killed that small Finnish child. <laughs> <laughs> he has killed that Habs mascot for the day. What has happened there? This is disgraceful. <laughs> that, make, that make a wish kid has just been murdered by. He's taken the full brunt of all of Conor McDavid's frustrations with Edmonton straight to the mush. <laughs> Oh, make a wish kid there Mate. getting crushed by McDavid. Looks like he should have made a wish for some better protection from his teammates, eh? Oh, that's correct. Yeah, that was what he thought immediately. But then looking back at it, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't even touch him. He just uh, it's more like the intent. But you look at that, and okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, it's a five grand fine. He doesn't really touch him. And a lot of people have made the point, which is McDavid gets so much shit every game. He gets so much shit every game. Just cross checks. And there was a game they played. Who were they playing? Maybe it was the Flames. Dude, he just got cross checked all over the ice. He got cross checked into the boards, cross checked into his own bench. And I was just thinking, fuck, he just, nothing gets called on. Everyone just takes runs at him the whole game because they're not good enough to keep up with him properly. And I guess. And, and as as we all know, that's entirely yes, Barry Cook and his fault. <laughs> Well, no. Do you know what it is? It is Kotkaniemi where it was the absolute quintessential lamb to the slaughter. Here comes, like you say, here comes this small Finnish Make-A-Wish Foundation kid. And McDavid's just like, you. <laughs> that was it. That was oh, it. It didn't matter kidding. who it was. He just saw red in every sense of the word and just thought, right, the next person who skates across the ice here is fucking getting it. Especially yeah. how they were three 0 down at the end of the first as well. So That's what I was going to say. Like, I think right to a ball. Yeah, everyone was saying, "Oh well, you know the Oilers are playing really well. They're going to go in there. Habs are going to clearly be rusty. You know, easy win for the Oilers. This and they just came out and they're flat as a pancake. And the Habs steamrolled them inside the first twenty minutes. And McDavid was just obviously fuck this. I'm, I've had enough. It's not even like this was. You know, him following for a check with a high elbow into the boards or whatever. <laughs> it's, it is literally on the centerized face off dart. Kokaniemi receives the puck, plays the puck. <laughs> Over the and then next three and a half three minutes later. Seconds, yeah. <laughs> David, like, lines him up. <laughs> the bit that has me, I've changed my mind. The McDavid thing is actually much funnier than the McKinnon thing. Because. <laughs> It's not even like, again, he doesn't just come in and catch him blindside with an elbow up. He winds up and launches in like he's at a fucking beginner's Muay Thai class at his local fucking mole. Mate, he he has put... He winds up for that more than he winds up for a slap shot. Like, what the fuck? He puts so much fucking stink onto that elbow. So much stink. Oh god, and it was. He should, he should keep doing it because he's proven that he fucking can. You can get away with it. Yeah, Refer- referees like eight feet away from him. Um, two minutes for roughing. Like <laughs> fucking player safety have forty-five different angles of it. Uh, that'll be five thousand dollars, please, Connor. All right, yeah. cool. 
And oh. kind of what I was going to say was, I understand this for like I said, he he gets targeted all the time. Kokinemi, I think, had taken a run at him earlier in the game. McDavid's pissed off, and he just goes for him. He doesn't connect, so you can do him for roughing. I get it. Two minutes, five grand fine. McKinnon's thing is nowhere near <laughs> the same thing. He just flips someone's bucket back at him, and he gets the same fine. What's the worst that could have happened? Like the bucket just donks that guy on. Who was it? Who was it? Was it um, uh, the Colorado Conor, player? Connor Garland, didn't it? Connor Garland, that was it. He just flips Garland's bucket back at him, and that's it. What's the worst that could have happened? He just like he just kind of bounces off his schnoz. Maybe it would have gave him a bit of a bloody nose or something. McDavid could have killed that poor Finnish boy legitimately. Oh, I respectfully disagree about the McKinnon uh, Connor Garland thing because it is it's more than just the relatively light throwing of the helmet to him. Like he starts to fucking maul him just because Connor Garland dared to check him and like battle for a puck. He gets him in like a fucking headlock and starts ripping his helmet off, punching him in the head, then throws it back at him. And like the big thing with throwing the helmet is like you cannot fucking throw equipment at other players. Like whether you do it lightly, <laughs> like when um, see, there was a Kasperi Kapanen who like broke a stick and then just threw it at because he was on the penalty oh, kill. Yeah, he threw, threw it at somebody's at feet, carrier. didn't he? Yeah, it's like that, that's such a black and white. Like you can't fucking do that because because if you make throwing equipment an objective call, like fucking hell, Conor McDavid will be out there unlacing his skates for him and Cockney next time they play. Like, <laughs> but dude, if and, you show those two clips, if you show those two clips <laughs> and say what are the punishments for these two things, there's no way. Anybody would pick. I'm not talking. Not a hockey fan. If you show that to non-hockey fans, there's no way they're going to say those two things are worth the same punishment. Definitely, definitely not. Mo David should have been fucking suspended. There is a, there is a great point here that if that was, I can't believe I want to say this. If that was Tom Wilson, could you imagine what would have been said in the media that night and the next day? And I agree. Don't get me wrong. Your fucking reputation procedure. Maybe not Tom Wilson. I'm thinking of a player who's tough but doesn't always get... Who isn't... He might Okay, Tom Wilson's a piece of shit and he's a predator. I don't think he's actually good for the game. I'm thinking Ryan Reeves or Chara or someone like that. Mm. If somebody, if it was somebody who's seen as not being a skilled player or let, you know, let's say not the best player in the fucking world, for crying out loud, yeah, there would have been a the one. way worse for all than that. But because it's Connor, think, everyone kind of went, well, he gets tackled all the time and, you know, he's going to take his frustration on somebody. <laughs> it's only, it's actually Cockney's uh, fault for the way he was dressed. That's why he got <laughs> elbowed in the face. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's 100% criminal. And yeah, I, I think you're right. If that was, if that was even like, I don't know, someone like Ryan Getzlaff or Jamie Benn or like, you know, someone who's like now second tier star player who is on that end of the spectrum as far as physicality goes that's fucking suspension like that is so i don't give a fuck if you like <laughs> you can go to jail for attempted murder you should be allowed to be suspended in the nhl for attempted fucking head scrambling so, i just can't get the idea of Kotkinemi being in his hospital bed getting treatment for something and then the make a wish comes through and he's back in the hospital bed the next day because he's been run over by McDavid. <laughs> like in a different bed. <laughs> he's on a different ward. <laughs> We've had to move him. He's down in sport. He's down in sports injuries now. Oh, okay, Tar. I'll go and see him. Then. Said, yeah. 
he was finally this is awful he was finally well enough to go out on a make a wish trip and and he's come back in a far worse condition <laughs> he gets them back after the first period what are you doing back here oh mcdavid you know that oh, okay you know that video of the little chelsea mascot and steven oh. gerrard oh yes bro oh, it's fantastic like, it's like if that happens, but instead of just like tapping him on the cheek and laughing, Steven Gerrard like lamps him right in the nose. No, he just, just two foots like, him. He just two foots him. him on the handshake line. Just goes studs in. And just gets on top and starts like stamping on him like Pepe. Oh my god. He just goes uh, he just goes fucking keen on uh, Alf Ingie Harland. Just goes down his fucking like his knee. <laughs> like I'll fucking end your career, mate, before you've even started. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Christ, who would have thought attempted murder at Santa Rice could be so funny? <laughs> well, it's, it's only funny, funny if Connor does it. That 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 crazy guy, hasn't he been Dude, through enough? Mate, you ain't wrong. You are not wrong. It's mad the amount of sort of leeway, like I said, that, that kind of the amount of runway that he's going to get from doing stuff like that. But, oh, God. God almighty, that was hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's start the show, shall we? Go on then. We're, of course, sponsored this week by Wave Intel. Jason Paul and his massive team of statisticians have been working hard again all week, bringing you up-to-date stats and statistical data and easy-to-read analysis. Go on there, check them out. Special look at their comparison charts. Trade deadline's coming up. Is that guy you're trading for going to be as good as the guy you're letting go? They can let you know. It's very, very easy to read data. Plenty of charts, plenty of fun stuff to look at. Wave and sell online and on Twitter. Being smart so you don't have to. Check out Three Men and Their Babies podcast at men underscore babies on Twitter and on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, smart speakers, anywhere else you can listen. Leave us a nice review. It helps us a lot. Tell a friend if you like us and tell an enemy if you hate us. Okie dokie. <laughs> Your first stars of the week this week are Adam Fox, who is a Rangers defenseman that isn't a Nazi, and Dina Trupkin. Well, yeah, there's still time. The jury's still out. I need to throw another allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Dina Trumpkin is a Rangers fan since birth. She's a registered nurse in maternal fetal medicine at Northwell Health, Long Island Jewish Medical Center in New Hyde Park, New York. At the height of the pandemic, she was assigned to work in labor and delivery, and her role became more essential to many laboring women who could not have the in-person support of their partner or family due to the unknown threat of COVID-19 on newborns. I say this every week, but this is a real, real, real special one. Dina Trumpkin, you are a legend. Yeah, big, big up, big up to you, Dina. Like especially as a father, Dan. As a father, he's just a as baby. a father. Uh, yeah, as a that's right. as a parent, Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah, like fucking having having when someone's having a baby is a horrendous time as it is. Like let alone during this this unknown time that we're in and a lot of people like like you say they're not able to have that support that you'd usually be afforded you know whatever help it might be during such a traumatic event like so to go through that on your own to then have someone there like dina you know fucking 
slaving her ass off to to try and help these people through a very special but very you know, arguably the most traumatic event in their lives in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, fucking big up, Dina. Big up. Have you seen kind of a bit of a, a bit of a breaking news story? But did you see the Brandon Dubinsky can't Christ get his bloody name right? The Brandon Dubinsky comments about Sid and Ovi. No. Okay, so it came out. It came out before Wyshynski retweeted it, and Dubinsky was saying about Sid sort of whinging a lot back in the day, and you know the the what's the word the, that you know that basically that's what he, the, the thing against Sid was always that. Okay, yeah, he just got loads of calls. He'd go on about the refs all the time, blah, 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 blah. And he put out a tweet saying, listen, guys, I agree that I'm not I'm not quoting it like word for word, but it was essentially, look, I'm not saying I'm any good or even anywhere close to Sid. Clearly, I'm not. But he whinged and complained to the refs all the time while Ovi just got on with it. Yeah, I've, I've got the tweet here. Yeah. L- listen, Crosby is better than me, and I never said he wasn't. He's obviously one of the best. It was Ovi versus Sid. None of you played in the NHL. Great. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Brandon. And I know how hard it is to score goals in the NHL. 724 is insane. Sid, Sid just whined tw- way too much and Ovi just shut up and played hard. <laughs> Fucking spoke, spoken like a true, a true snake it to you, make it overplayed role player. Pros and minus to this. Okay. Pro, great. I love players going on Twitter and slagging each other off. Fantastic. It makes content. It's exciting for the league. We've been saying this since fucking day one on this show. The league has to get better at promoting player X versus player X. So you can try and say, I want to see Ovi versus Sid. I want to see Matthews versus Connor. I want to see who, you know, whoever it is, whatever it is, they have to be better at marketing that. The minus onto this and this point is, is that Brandon Dubinsky then does himself no favors with this quote because you can't just say Sid just whined way too much and Ovi just shut up and played hard because Sid in 164 games less has only six less points you can't (laughs) say you can't say he just whined way too much and didn't play hard when clearly he did Sidney Crosby well known bust because of his uh, his poor attitude to the game of hockey and it's no, it's not. And this is the thing as well. Like, why is he? It's not exactly breaking news. Sid has said himself, "Yeah, I, I didn't like. I pre, you know, I, I'm kind of annoyed at myself with the way I was early on. I would try and get calls, and I'd go to the refs all the time and try and, you know, sort of game them and all that kind of thing. This isn't breaking news, Brandon. I don't know what the issue is. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know what the issue is, and why he feels that need to kind of say that. Firstly, can we just say how wonderful it was that Sid was fucking whining to refs early in his career? I fucking love that. You're yeah, you're the you're the next massive superstar. Like you, you've come from like a prep school into like you know one of the into a prestigious Q QMJHL uh, franchise. Yeah, you're heralded as like the next Wayne Gretzky. Blah blah blah. Yeah, fucking come in and be a right little dickhead about it. Fucking do it, Sid. <laughs> Big, big on you, but like the 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 kicker for me in this whole situation, and and I'm absolutely with you. Like the NHL shouldn't just be promoting rivalries; it should be promoting players spouting non-political nonsense on Twitter. Because yeah, I, I want to see players say really dumb shit on Twitter about the game of hockey. That's fucking. I want yeah, I want them out here saying you know 
I don't know, Clayton Stone are sending a tweet saying I'm the best defenseman in the NHL and shit like that. Like, <laughs> but but the, the headline from Russian Machine Never Breaks is Brandon Dubinsky, who once fought Alex Ovechkin, says he take over Ovi, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no one fucking knows who you are, Brandon Dubinsky. Like, nobody, you, you're, you're, you have to be fucking credited with something relevant that you've done to to be able to be part of a headline. It's not just Brandon Dubinsky says this because half half the hockey fans will be like, who? Or like, oh, I thought he retired. Nah, you're a, you're a fucking nobody and you're chatting nonsense. Continue to do so, but you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I just... He just posts he just posts their career comparisons, points, and, and you just think, why have you done that? You've not backed yourself up. <clears throat> it's like somebody trying to prove their point in an argument and then just owning themselves. <laughs> yeah, getting the complete like information that does not support them. Yeah, we have to shout out the Buffalo Buffalo Sabers who have finally won a game of NHL hockey. Oh yeah, what a fucking what a letdown! I know, I'm devastated. I'm, I didn't want to. I didn't want them to win again for the whole season. I'm absolutely gutted that they've won. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I blame everyone who was talking about it for jinxing it, as we have not been able to talk about their losing streak until after it's finished. That's true. It's uh, it's the fault of everybody who mentioned how many games Buffalo had lost. It's all their fault, which would like mean that, the um, entire world. <laughs> it's that thing in uh, in baseball, isn't it? You don't you don't uh, say that someone's having a perfect game. Yeah, you don't. Well, yeah, you don't like like a goalie it. in hockey. Don't mention he's like not conceded yet. Don't mention a shutout. Don't mention a shutout. Oh, fucking shit! Sorry, I mentioned it. I'm done. There you go. Yeah, except for all the fucking play-by-play announcers are like, oh, Andre Vasilevsky hasn't conceded a goal in 174 minutes of hockey or whatever. And it's like, I thought I thought this was a jinx. Come on, what is this, people? Yeah, come on. This isn't your first rodeo. What are you doing? On the back of that, we'll have a quick little chat about the Philadelphia Flyers who have been struggling largely and to the point where they place a guy who a few years ago was seemingly setting the league on fire and having all these great moves and they signed him to this contract and I said, oh my God, you've got an absolute steal. And Shane Gostisbehere goes on waivers, seemingly the fall guy for what has been absolute atrocious defensive work over the past few weeks. Why is this going so bad? Well, I think it is, the arse has just fallen out on him, isn't it? Like... The the top end guys at the the higher end of the roster just aren't clicking or whatever. I feel like somebody said something about um, Jack and Voracek potentially uh, fastly becoming a useless player for for his uh, for his cap. Yeah, that sounds like a very smart thing that someone might have said a while ago. Um, yeah, yeah, you could be right there. I, th- I think he's got it. Like sometimes it is the most obvious thing in like history repeating itself. Like Elaine Vigneault has typically had one good year and then lost a maybe lost the dressing room, whatever it might be, like his teams then sputter and falter in the second and third years, etc., and they get sacked. So I think it could be as simple as that. And yeah, to further than that, like have they got a single good defenseman outside of um Ivan Provorov? No? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't like think guys so. Guys like Philippe Myers are, are decent, but like he's probably the only one who's going to walk into most top fours. And even then, he, he, he might struggle on some. Well, you no, know, no, that's, that's that's wrong to say. He would make the top four of any NHL team, but he wouldn't necessarily be top pair in every NHL team. 
I am. I just had. I, I did have a quick little little check at Gosta Spare's stats so far for the season. And if you look at defensemen who, for the Flyers, who've played a minimum of four hundred minutes, because you have to have at least a decent sample size, he really hasn't played that bad. Offensively, he's not put in the points, uh, and I think he's got one primary assist so far. And he hasn't. I think the issue was like he had that amazing season. Was it two, was it seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, nineteen, something like that? And he put up about mm. 70 points or 68 points or something like that. And he's not produced that since. Yeah, I checked his things like his giveaways, takeaways, Corsi, all that kind of shit. And if you're looking at guys who've played 400 minutes as the Flyers, he's either second or first in every kind of metric. And I did, I'm sure, I am sure I heard on something the other day that he'd been kind of critical of the team and the way they were playing and the coaching and all that kind of thing. I am sure I read that. But since then, I cannot find a quote anywhere about it. I cannot find anything referencing that. And I wondered if he was placed on waivers purely for that reason, that he's just being too overly sort of loud and critical about the team. But Like that that might have contributed to it, but I think it, it kind of come, like they wanted to get rid of him in the summer, didn't they? Yeah, his, name was think... banned, his name's out there all the time, isn't it? This is it. Like they clearly are willing to listen on him, and like he's got a decent enough cap. It isn't it like five million or something? Four and a half for the next Four two years half. after this. And I think it's the sort of thing like we can sometimes get a bit too caught up in like name brand players ending up on waivers. When in in, in a lot of ways it can just be like it's not it's not that he's so bad now that he should be out of the league. It is just. Nobody wants to trade for him. Let's see if we can just get rid of his cap hit by chucking him on waivers. Yeah, maybe give him so a, yeah, like, give him a reset kind of thing as well. Yeah, maybe like just get get him out of the organization. Like he's not a four and a half million dollar player for us. We can't get anything of value in a trade. Let's just try something else to get rid of him. Like, like I don't think, especially at the moment with like COVID and all the financial restraints around it. I don't think it's strictly like an accurate indictment of his play, necessarily. That's a fair point. Yeah, that's a fair point. Do you know what I mean? The, the other thing that should be noted about the Flyers this season is uh, Cart Hart has turned, turned into uh, a fucking pumpkin. So that might partly be why they're uh, not doing very well. Brian Elliott, 888 save percentage, three <laughs> goals against, minus 8.6 goals saved above average. Carter Hart, eight sixty nine. <laughs> Minus eight point seven six was that. Eight point six. Eight point six. Oh, fucking hell! I didn't realize it was that bad. Wait, <laughs> wait. Oh Carter God. Hart, eight point uh, eight six nine save percentage. Four point oh four goals against. Minus twenty three <gasps> goals saved above average. Oh Minus. My. 23, William. Dude. That's more that's more horrific to me than the uh, Aaron Eppler injury. <laughs> Do you remember that time Conor McDavid killed that Make-A-Wish kid? That's more horrific than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've completely... That's been erased from my memory now because of that fucking... Yeah, don't remember that. Jesus. 23. How, how What's happened? What has happened? I don't know. I, I, have, I don't I even know. Let's get, let's get him on the show. Ask him. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love to. Carter, what are you shit now, mate? Um, What's happening? Can you tell us what your problem is? He's turned into fucking Greg Goldberg from the start of the first Mighty Ducks film. 
and he's <laughs> and he's still getting more minutes than uh than Elliot, of which you know, of of course well, he's he been should. sent. Carl Hart's been sent down now, hasn't he? He's having like he. They said to him he's not going to play for the next. Not been sent down, sorry, but he's, he's been told he's not oh, going to play for the next. I was going to say fucking fucking send him down to the AHL. <laughs> not sent down. I got it wrong. Because I was still thinking about fucking um, Gostaspear, but yeah, he's not playing. He's, they oh said he's not God. playing for the next few games just to kind of hopefully get him get his mind back on track and give get himself, give get himself reset. ready. Yeah. Fucking hell, that's um, that's impressive, isn't it? Minus twenty three. It's, it's like it's it's like the uh, it's like Matt Duchesne's plus minus of his career. You don't really care about that kind of stat until it becomes really funny. <laughs> minus twenty three is really funny, really funny. I know, yeah, like go go. I'd say I'd probably put more weight into goal saved oh, yeah, above average sure. or or, for sure. or below average in this uh, in this case. <laughs> Shit, you're right. It should be it should be GSBA, not GSAA. What's his GSBA? Twenty three. Fucking hell. He's got the same below average. That's got to be the worst in the league, hasn't it? Oh yeah, it has to be. It has to be. Shit. Okay. Right. Okay. One sec. We've got to find this out quickly. <laughs> who's who's having the worst season? Bobrovsky or? Uh... Let, yeah, just quickly. All right, you go. You go as well. See if you can find it. Um, Oh Christ! Quickest oh, way. My. Hockey reference. Natural stat trick. Natural stat trick. Goalies. Go on. You're quicker than me. You've already started. I'm still picking up so my fucking the, keyboard off the floor. Oh, so just at five on five, he is the worst at worst in the league, with a minus seventeen point nine. Yep. Un- unsurprisingly, uh, yeah, worst in the league. Next worst. And that's the next worst. Uh, any guesses? Care for any guesses? <laughs> the Brian Elliott. Oh. <gasps> no, he's sick. Oh, damn it. Well, Bobrovsky then. No, to be fair. Oh. Officer Bob is far enough. He's not in the bottom 30. This is for this is for all minutes played. Oh, okay. Uh, let's try Matt Murray. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, Congratulations. Get him. Get it. Any, any guesses at the number? 11. Minus 11. Oh no, seventeen! Oh, they're both on minus seven. Oh, sorry, no, he's twenty-three. He needs minus sorry, yeah, seventeen. Sorry, this, this is this is all this is all strengths, all, all strengths. Um, Fucking hell! And uh, yeah, Murray's played three minutes less than Carter Hart. God Almighty! <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive that combined, the two Philly goalies have got minus thirty-one goals say below average. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking oh yeah oh mate that at five on five Elliot is third. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, wait, is his five on five the same as Brian Elliot five on five is at minus ten point eight? Yeah, fucking hell. Like Brian Elliot is dog at five on five. He's got a worse GSAA at five on five than he does all strengths. Quickly, well, we can we can pivot from this to okay. another goalie and we had a quick discussion the other day about Thatcher Demko's new contract Ooh, and as I'd always like sure to did. we're not we like about contracts we both hate term and or money so <laughs> do you want to give your thoughts on uh, on Thatcher Demko's contract Will? I, I sure do I sure do but I, I want to get I want to get one particular stat 
You see, I, I knew it was good to do this Accurate. while you're on natural stat trick. You know, you got your numbers to back you up. Then I've got, I've got my numbers. I, I've got, I've got a really important number that I need to find. Uh, where would that be? I'd be under on ice. Yeah, here it is. So it says here that he is 25 years old and is is in his second fucking season as a goalie. He's 20 fucking five and he only made the league last year and you're throwing 25 million. You're throwing a million dollars at him for every year that he's lived on this earth for the next five years. <laughs> fucking why? This is going to go, especially especially this season. This season where they're like bad, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Got, I'd I'd have understood more if they did that to Jacob Markstrom than Thatcher Demko. In what in what world has Thatcher Demko earned that contract? I don't know. And do you know what? we are on an island here. I'm in complete complete agreement with you. Shout out to And Clement on Twitter who sometimes sends us you know tweets and messages and stuff. He said the same thing. Why why are you paying this guy five by five? Just a nice little two by three and a half, something like that. Just to just to make sure. Because we've just seen you can literally look at the standings at the team in Philadelphia where they've supposedly got this hot young goalie who had a couple of bad games <laughs> yeah, and his fucking fuck arse has just fallen out. And you've already signed up now to five by five. Uh, but we're we're on an island here. I've listened to as I always say, I like to check out all different you know, like radio shows and tweet, uh, Twitter, bloody, hand, you know, every every team's Twitter and all that kind of thing. So what people are saying around the league, because as I've mentioned many times, we have to search for news. We don't just get it kind of handed to us, but everyone just kind of says, oh yeah, great idea, get it done, get it sorted. I'm just thinking, no, this is just a Jim Benning special. This That's all this is. He's just done it again. I think it's, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say he's he's a bad goalie, you know, because he's because he's not he's a really fucking good goalie, you know. But I just think, well, that has the potential to be a good goalie. He has been good for for the Canucks, even even this season. He's been good, but like of all times to go against kind of like the unwritten rules around what contracts the young players are allowed to earn. Like the kid is he still on his entry level deal? Tell me he's not still on his fucking entry level deal. This is his second contract to a mid-twenties goalie and you're just fucking... Yeah, yeah, he's on... No, I think he's on a second contract. Yeah, he has to be. Has to be. But it's... it's yeah, it's fucking... It, the, the mind boggles. The mind honestly boggles what they've given him that much. And it, it could... They, they just have to look at their backup goalie to see how... how quickly a goalie can go from being really good and reliable to borderline dog shit. Braden Holtby, yeah, currently sitting at a uh, 894 save percentage, over three and a half goals against. Outrageous, isn't it? Yes, Hang this on. is... Hang on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is his second contract. <laughs> yeah, it is his second. All right, yeah. Braden, yeah. as we've just mentioned, the uh, Braden Holtby, and I'm not going to um, say the minus, because remember, if it's a minus now, we're going to say goal save below average. 5.7 goal save below average. Fucking ridiculous, isn't it? The guy sat, the guy who sits right next to him on the bench, right next to him, and the Canucks just look down and go, "Oh yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll give that we guy like five that. years at five million. Are we <laughs> still though? Maybe, are maybe we still Jim? Go on, go on. I was gonna say, are we? 
are we really stunned that uh, that Jim Benning's given out this contract? I mean, genuinely. Um, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, we're not. Demko at least is. Yeah, you know, it's not like they've given it to fucking. They've brought brought uh, Andre Pavlic back from wherever he is and given him fucking five by five, which would be much more Jim Benning esque. Oh, there is, there is a definite. Yeah, but I think this is the goalie. Of... I think this is the goalie version of Benning. I think this is his goalie version of fucking Antoine Roussel. He's just. Uh, there is a potential for upside in this, without a doubt. I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it fucking out there that I think Thatcher Demko is as shit a goalie as Sergei Bobrovsky or anything like that. I don't think he's a bad goalie. I just think it's a. I think he could be good. As you said before, but, though, it's fucking tough in it if you're in the if you're in the room and you know this player's. I mean, he couldn't. You couldn't. He have walked after this year, or not? Was he still RFA? No, I don't he would know. Have been RFA, surely. Still RFA. Oh yeah, he would have been. Yeah, you're right. I think maybe, still, maybe if he like hadn't played any games this year, he could have walked under like what was yeah. that category six or something. But yeah, he 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 would have been RFA. I I just, think, I just like, think I just think this is one of those ones that we're just gonna we're just gonna come back to it in, a, in like a year or two and say fuck, and they're gonna be then looking at just. I told you I told you that there's not many things I love more in the world than Vancouver Canucks dead cap. That it's just their fucking page on cap friendly is longer than any other teams. It's hilarious. <laughs> and the yeah, fact they, that they've had to export their uh, their depth chart, their their uh, non roster players to a different website because there's so much. <laughs> Go to Cap Friendly Canucks adjacent for all the rest of their stuff because we can't fit it all on here. <laughs> to be fair, they've they've stitched themselves up there because I reckon Thatcher Demko's agent went in into that into that negotiation said that we want five by five because like, there's a fucking hollowed out husk of a goaltender over there who's uh, earning four four point three million this year and next, and uh, and it says to me that you're paying a uh, <laughs> a professional Twitter user three. <laughs> Three million a year for the next two years, uh, <laughs> under the guise of being a goaltender. Uh, not to mention, you know, a Jay Beagle and Anton Roussel, etc., etc. So um, that's yeah. going to be five million for my man. Fucking Ryan Spooner on buyout, Sven Berchi's buried contract. Have you heard of Lou Erickson by any chance? <laughs> Relatively familiar with him. Christ Almighty! That Sven Berchi thing is weird to me. Isn't he? Yeah, it's so weird. Isn't he kind of good? Not uh, like good, hey, good, but Canucks, Canucks Twitter will have you believe, and I'm, I'm not saying this isn't true or not. I don't know, but they'll have you believe that he is a really skilled player and a decent skilled player. I, I don't know what's happened there. I have no idea. Canucks, Canucks people, if any of you are listening, you can tell me. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is and why he couldn't even get a trade. Maybe he's got that fucking. Josh Hosank thing, I don't know. Like we just don't like him. He's apparently a bad guy or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but Google.com even... slash images Sven Berchi. Let's have a look. Because <laughs> <laughs> if memory serves. Uh, well he's European, so fucking yeah, he's what what a fucking weird franchise. What a very, very strange franchise. Very strange. Very strange. I did say we weren't going to do too much about Buffalo, but just quickly, just quickly, because it just popped up back into my mind. Because I was meant to ask you this after we talked about Carthart's amazing goal save below average. Rasmus Darlene is in the last year of his ELC. He's in that now. 
what's going to happen with him at the end of this season? Five by five, I think, without a doubt. <laughs> if you're him, right, if you're him, former first overall pick, general consensus, like this is the guy, you've got a cornerstone defenseman for the next 15 years here. This is the guy. If you're him, are you pulling a Willie Nylander, flying back to Sweden and saying, yeah, I don't think I fancy it. I don't think I fancy it. Maybe we'll, you know, Maybe you can give me something else. What do they even offer him? This is this is the most fascinating contract to me for this off season, and I'm probably going to say that about ten different players over the next ten weeks. But right now, right now, Rasmus Dahlin is the most fascinating one. Does he have any pull because he's been so bad? Can he? Can they say Rasmus, you're clearly not worth this because of X? Well, he can fire back and say, "Look at this fucking team I'm on. What do you think I was going to do?" Is he actually going to? Is he going to do the thing we always say, which is why are these young players all, always so beholden to these teams? Normally, I get it. They will feel that they've developed as a player. But could you tell me, in all honesty, that Rasmus Darlene is any better than a second or third or fourth day in the league? I'm not sure. Because I don't think he was this bad when he first died. At least he had flashes of like decentness and kind of greatness. But yeah, right he's, now, he's... nothing. He's been terribly mismanaged ever since ever since he got into the league. Really, do do you see an article by Jack Han uh, called "How to Ruin a Player"? Uh, no. So it was it, it's it's about how to ruin a hockey player specifically. Jack Han. I couldn't have guessed that from the title. Will <laughs> could you could you not could you not? That's that's what I'm here to explain. He Sorry. he basically is just a short little piece like which I love because I've got any fucking attention span. Explaining how you know smart teams and dumb teams either correctly manage or mismanage a player's development based on the four. Uh, I won't give too much of the of the article away. Give it a Google. Jack Han, how to ruin a player is fucking phenomenal. Go and, go and give it a read. But his point is he specifically name drops Darlene. Along with uh, like Shane Gostisbehere and Patrick Laine, just as little example, little examples of his theory in practice. Obviously, for those three in the uh, mismanagement uh, area, as basically about how teams so often um, underutilize a player's strengths to their detriment in order to make up for weaknesses perceived or otherwise. When really, even if those weaknesses are, are glaring, you would be better off just playing to a player's strengths and you know ignoring or working around those weaknesses where they are instead of you know sacrificing the strengths to attempt to bring up the weaknesses which don't end up coming back up anyway. And and that's kind of what seems to be happening with Darlene. Like if they just you know taking him off the leash and said do do your fucking thing in the offensive zone. Don't worry about defending <laughs> a la uh, Eric Carlson and Martin Mathot's beautiful relationship for a number of years. We might be having a completely different conversation about Rasmus Darlene right now. That's a great point. Yeah. The the kind of that just not to bring it back to the Canucks too much, but that is the thing with the Canucks this year that Quinn Hughes is great offensively, but he's not that great defensively. So when he had huh. Tanev with him, Tanev could kind of do that job for him. He didn't have to worry too much about jumping or biting. Whereas Darlene on this bad team, he has to. He's trying to worry about everything, 
And mm-hmm. I remember you're actually you're really right. And I remember the the conversations kind of in and around Twitter when he first started in the league that okay, he's good offensively. I'm sure we might have talked about it. He's good offensively, but he needs to sort out, you know, covering his own goal and being careful and all that kind of thing when it comes to defensive work. And you make a really good point. You make we've we've said on here, line A isn't the line A is just not going to work defensively. He just isn't. He's not that player. But he'll fucking score you fifty a year if you let him. I want a guy. Not every guy has a two hundred foot game. It's just not going to happen. Not every guy is fucking Datsuk or Bergeron. They're just not. Some guys just can't do it all. Some guys are just going to have to stand at the left circle and smash it in. That's all they're going to do. But they're going to do that for you time and time again. And, and, that's and a, yeah, it, that's a great point. All due respect to your Datsuks and your Bergerons of uh, yeah, your Couturiers in this world, none of them can do what Patrick Laine does best. Yeah, what exactly. What does best. You know what I mean? What, what Darlene does best in some ways. Like... It is it is that especially in hockey, especially in hockey, that fucking awful word that phrase two hundred foot game. Oh, yeah. I want all want all our players playing two hundred feet. So all right, well then have have fucking <laughs> go and get tw- twelve Brandon Dubinskys to be in your forward core because if you want every forward playing uh, playing a two hundred foot game, if you want every defenseman. You know, being responsible in their own zone or whatever, like then you have no use for the Alex Ovechkins, the Patrick Lyonnais, Erasmus Darlene to this world because that's not you're not coaching to their strengths. And I think what what to bring it back to the point, like Erasmus Darlene should, should go back to Frölunda, annihilate the SHL until he's twenty seven and a UFA, then come back and make a a billion dollars. <laughs> just, I mean, just quick, I'm going to quickly put you on the spot here. A, is he going to sign a next contract? Yes, with the with the Sabers. Yeah, <laughs> of, of course he is. Of course he is. But right then, and so B, what's it look like? You really think he wants to stay there? Really? No, but he doesn't have a choice because of the fucking archaic RFA. Dude, system. he can just, dude, he can just sit out. Oh, he can just sit he, out. He can, but he can't though. Can he? he Someone's can't. got to break that mold. A player has to break that mold. Let it be him. He let let he him does. be our, let him be hockey's Bosman. Let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, but nah, it's not. Of course, he's going to sign with the Sabers. I reckon, like one by. <sighs> what you think they're going to give him one year? Really? I reckon so. Yeah. Fuck. Well, he, that's a he, I reckon prediction. I reckon dude. he'll only take one year. A fair, yeah, fair point. I don't think of that. I reckon like one by three point five. Hey, maybe he'll do the uh, maybe he'll do the Dubois thing. Yeah, I'll sign your contract. Also, can you look at this, please? <laughs> <laughs> on on the back of said contract, I have a wee handwritten note for you <laughs> that says, Kevin, "Get me the fuck out of here, please." Kevin, I wanted to put it in a language that you'd understand, so I put it in one of those funky little post-it notes that's the shape of a speech bubble. <laughs> It's, I can't yeah. wait to see what he gets. I can't wait to see what he gets. Just because both both sides have a case to say, I deserve you I deserve this, or we believe you deserve this at completely different levels. That that's why I think it's gonna be short term and between two and a half and four million dollars. I, I, my prediction was two, three and a, two years at three and a half. I think two at three and a half. That's what I think. I th- but then I think like that two year thing. Like he's not. He shouldn't want two years. He should want one year. 
Well, yeah, he shouldn't want any years. He should, like you say, he just. I'm just fucking off back to Sweden. Like, why would I stay in this fucking shithole? Just trade me. Just trade me. But then I'd imagine that you can make more money by staying with the Sabres than you can with Freund. Like, I don't know too much about the finances of. Like, yeah, he pr- yeah, he will. He clearly will. But like, like we've said before, dude, there's a fucking. I get it. You're a professional NHL player, but every day for not just him, but I know we're focusing on him right now, but. Could you imagine going to work every day in that absolute fucking shithole of an organization? How are they ever going to get better? Ever. Like, their, their franchise player, the guy who was meant to completely turn them around, is constantly being rumored to be looking to get out. You've got just absolute dog shit all over. There's not, there's hardly, they've got something like five scouts. They just, the Pagulas are just getting rid of fucking trainers and assistants and all kinds of shit. Managers just changed. I mean, like, what? They, they do all their scouting on NHL 21. <laughs> it's a fucking football manager. That's what they're doing. <laughs> I've got this young wonder kid from Argentina coming in. Hang on, that's the wrong sport. Oh, yeah, sorry. This is Ralph's old fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it says saints on the front. I can only imagine he means like saviors. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's Victor Wanyama and why have we never heard of him? <laughs> Um, yeah, why? Why the fuck would you sign a contract? I'd absolutely, I'd fucking absolutely lindros it. I'd tell, I'd be telling them immediately, and I'd have it in the, I'd have it in the fucking media. Everything. I am not signing a contract with the Buffalo Sabers. I am not. They will have to trade me, or I just will not come back. I'll just wait seven years. I don't care. I, I can't do this. He'd be so much happier in Sweden. So much happier. I get the feeling that this would be one of the rare times when that would kind of be accepted by the NHL. Dude, any of these players. Actually, no, not any of these players. I think, yeah, no. Because I think people, I think people now realise that Taylor Hall only signed his contract with the same because he had no other choice and he just took the fucking money. Which again, fair enough to him. They're going to pay him a million dollars, fair enough. But I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. If he did that, everyone would just go, yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Yeah, it it wouldn't be one of those like, oh, he's difficult in the room, you know, those fucking... Yeah, was it? He's fucking twenty players. years old. He's just a kid. He's a fucking kid. Like right now, kids. Because because what's the point of you know signing the big money in the NHL versus the SHL if you have to spend seventy percent of your paycheck on cognitive behavioural therapy to fucking <laughs> erase the trauma of playing for the Buffalo Sabers? <laughs> oh, dude, you're right. You're right. Sad Rasmus. Hashtag free Rasmus. <laughs> We can't know we got a free Jack first. We can't free Rasmus. He's got to wait his turn. That's even more reason to think, fuck, I've got to get out now. Because it's like, look, Jack's clearly been trying to get out for years and he hasn't. So if I sign this contract, I'm not going fucking anywhere. Dude. It's fucking terrible. They're never. How? How are they ever going to do anything? I just. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know. I've got no idea. No idea. Christ. All right. Uh, so just kind of a couple of little quick things. Something that I kind of noticed that was a bit... I was going to use the word interesting. I don't know if it's interesting or not, but if you look at all the divisions, the top three teams in every division are already clear of the teams from fourth onwards. So Tampa, Florida, Carolina, and then there's a 12-point gap to Nashville in fourth. Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota, there's an eight-point gap then to St. Louis. Washington Islanders Pittsburgh then there's a nine point gap to Boston 
Um, and then, oh, to be fair, the, actually, yeah. To be fair, the North's already done. The North is done. That's it. Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton. Four-point gap to Montreal, but that's already done anyway. That doesn't matter. They've I just got find four that games very... in hand anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. They've got four games in hand, and they're fucking six points up on Calgary. Isn't that really weird? Like, the three, is... like, three good teams have kind of bunched up, and then there's, like, a bit of a gap. It's odd. Like, I'd have understood more of it was maybe, like, the top two in each division that have... Teared away, like, but even the top one. I'm, I'm stunned. I am stunned that Florida and Carolina are still hanging there, with, hanging in there with Tampa. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me. That's got, like Carolina are technically top of the top of the division on point percentage. They top of the top. Of the <laughs> You're right. Well. They fucking they are the best team in. Yeah, they are best, the best team in the NHL now. Points best team in, is the Carolina team Hurricanes, which is fucking madness to me. That is mad. absolute madness. But yeah, it's, it is odd, especially considering that we are going with a flat four from each division this year. We're basically already into like the wild card race, and we're just over halfway. Well, no, a bit more than halfway through the season. But yeah, what sixteen games left for some teams, which is mad to think. God, that's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, speak for yourself, mate. I want the season to be fucking over. Actually, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, let's not go into it because I'm about to. Oh. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about to fucking uh, jump on that Make a Wish bandwagon and go and hope that Connor <laughs> fucking elbows me in the face to get <laughs> to get out of this, this miserable season already. <laughs> Drink another bottle of Rasmus, darling. <laughs> I've got to quickly shout out Eric Carlson, who had two amazing things the other night in his in his performance. I cannot. I've just forgot who they fucking are they playing, but they went to a shootout. And I just love, I just love shootouts being decided by an absolute slapper. Just just blasting it as hard as you can. I love it. No fanciness, no deking. He just fucking skated to about 12 foul and just smashed it. Top corner. Beautiful stuff. And then did you see his post-game press conference? That was amazing. No. Right. So you've got to find this clip, dude. So first out, first off, he just walks up to the table eating an apple. Just <laughs> As, it as looked really. He looked. It just looked really odd. I can't explain why, but he's just sat there chewing this apple, and the guy goes to him, "Oh, Eric, you had a uh, had a great game tonight. Two goals, a great assist. You know, oh, sorry, two goals, and you, you scored the um, the shootout winner with a great shot. Is, is that one of your best performances ever?" And he just went, "Not even close." And that was it. <laughs> just, just stumbled, and then took a bite of his apple. <laughs> that that fucking that little D'Artagnan goatee is challenging his uh, inner Zlatan. It was weird because it was like the guy who asked him the question. I don't think knew who Eric Carlson was, or maybe didn't pay attention to hockey before last year or something. It was like he scored two goals and had a shootout goal. You're asking yeah. Eric Carlson if this is one of his best offensive performances ever. Did you see this guy play for sort of three or four years before in Ottawa? But yeah, you can make. Anybody listening to this, if you're not seeing it, you got to find it. It's really, really, really good. So I, I, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with my previous work as the only member of the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Playing five on one every night. And then... <laughs> yeah, they, oh, sorry, go on. Uh, no, no, it's fine. I, I was going to make a joke that I'm ill-prepared for, as I do not oh, have the enough. maths. We'll, we'll, move on, in, we'll move on. In front of me, yeah, before I embarrass myself. And then last thing. Last thing was... I spoke to some non-hockey fans over the weekend because I wanted to get their opinion on makeup calls because after the Tim Peel thing last week, everybody was just, well, yeah, that's just what happens. That's just the game. Refs will give teams other calls. That's just how it works. And I just, 
I took a step back from it for a second and I just thought, that's insane. That does sound insane. It is. You understand, you understand what you're saying here, people, don't you? That it's okay for referees to make up a call to give another team an opportunity. So I just went and spoke to some non-hockey fans just to gauge if I was crazy, <laughs> if I was crazy or not. Surprise, surprise, Will, they couldn't believe it. They said, and they just kept equating it to other sports. So they said, hang on a minute. So a ref gives a penalty in footy, and then he just gives another team a penalty for no reason. I was like, yeah, it's just, it's just like that. And then they're asking about tennis or... So so this, this tennis player gets a decision because the ball's out. Then even if the next guy hits the ball and it's in, they'll just call it out just to even up. I was like, yeah, it's like that. And they're just, <laughs> they're just flabbergasted, like completely, completely dumbfounded that this is even a thing. Why, why is this acceptable? And every, it was on every podcast, every radio show, every quote-unquote expert I listened to. We're just saying, yeah, that's just how we play hockey. That's just what it is. We just let refs decide the game, basically. <laughs> Do you not hear yourselves? The the thing that's been boiling my brain cells about this discussion after the Tim Peel thing is, yeah, the, the conversation goes from, oh, well, this is how we've done it since the dawn of time. Everybody knows that makeup calls are a thing and, you know, the refs like to manage the game and have it relatively even, blah, blah, blah. And then it, it inevitably leads to the question of, like, oh, so what people are going to want to... People are going to want us to call all the rules in the rule book, and then saying making the argument that that's a bad thing because then you'd have loads of fucking power plays. You know, oh, the game would have forty minutes of power plays every game. It's like, well, if <laughs> if that's an issue, then look at like the rules. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's a bunch of shit that's happening every game that goes against the rules. It's like, oh, why don't you call the rules? Ah, oh, because if we call the rules, the game would be bad. <laughs> that's that does, that, joke. does that not say that maybe your rules are fucking dumb then <laughs> like all right expectations of the game are, are, are wrong because like i don't i don't think we should remove tripping from the rule book like we shouldn't say well apparently we're already we're already um testing it in small sample sizes there was there was a game in montreal last week where uh we we removed the elbowing from the rule book just to see if that would sort of grease the wheels a bit more. And it did seem to work. But do, do, do you know what I mean? Like There has to be some sort of introspection. Like It's, it, it's, it's like you say, it's, it's the blinders on where, where people are talking in doublespeak of like, oh, we can't call the rules because that, that would be bad. And it's just like... I'd, I can't. It, it it puts my brain into like a lock whenever I think about it, and I can't. I can't fucking talk about it because it's so dumb. It's so stupid. I can't get any words out because my brain's like, nah. It's like I'm having a stroke. It's like I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of I can't take can't. this information in because it's it's so stupid. That I have no frame of reference for our dumbnesses. I just love the idea that Gaz and Bill are fucking sat in their ivory tower. And they're saying things like, God, these rules are terrible, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Man, someone should do something about that. Yeah, they probably should. Yeah, if only, anyway. Who could ever change the rules? And, and to be fair to them, like it is, it is a hard one. It really is a hard one because, yeah, we, we can't just have people out there tripping people or but, um, charging people. There's, uh, the rules get cold so infrequently that I forget what half of them fucking are oh mate it's, it's, fucking, it's impossible I just 
I was trying to come up with like a solution for 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 it where we can call all these rules, but then yeah, part of me does agree that if we have power plays all the time, it's a different sport. Whether it's better or worse, it's a different sport. Of course, you messaged me about this, didn't you? Shit, yeah. Sorry, yeah, carry don't, on, carry don't, on, carry don't, on. don't, don't, don't get too excited because I didn't really fucking get any, anywhere with it because it's, <laughs> it's a really, it's a really complicated one. It's really hard. The best thing I could think of was maybe bringing back like one minute minus or something like that, like reducing the penalty minute time for for certain infractions, like the more common ones, or even even just having a situation where where say the player serves the penalty. So say, you know, Rako Gudas trips a player, yeah? So Rako Gudas has to sit for two minutes. But instead of going for a power play, we just treat it as an icing or something to that effect. So, like, the offending team can't... The only change they can make is to bring a player out. No, no, like, I'm, I'm probably doing this on the fly. So they, they can't bring another player on until the play starts again. So it's like an icing. So it's a, a face-off in Philadelphia's zone. No, Florida's zone, if it's Gudas. And they have four skaters on to start. But then they have to bring a skate. See, and, and, and even as I'm explaining it, it sounds like a fucking stupid idea. So it is really hard. It's really, really hard. But the utter fallacy of saying, if we call the rule book as, as it's written, the game of hockey would be bad. Is is frighteningly stupid, dude. There's going to be people now just yelling at us, just because it's just ingrained in culture, isn't it? It's just ingrained in hockey. Yeah, refs make up calls, and we're fine with that. How? How? But then, even even if we just take out makeup calls, that's going to be less penalties. You know what I mean? Like, I just you are right. It's it's trying to explain something while you're having some kind of brain trauma or something. The the idea that you can't even tell people that we just why don't we just call the rule book then? Well, the rules are bad. Why don't we just change no, the rules no, then? No, that, that would be impossible. why don't we just change the rules then to make it easier? No, we can't do that. Why? Because <laughs> this always this is the way it's always been. Oh, all right, okay, fine, fair enough. But like the Demco contract, we're we're on a bit of an island with this. I didn't hear anybody else complaining about referees and makeup calls, even though it was massively everywhere. And what did I tell you? What did I tell you last week? This week, done. That's it. No one's talking about it. Nobody cares. It's all gone. Forget it. Going to be loads of makeup calls. That's it. We're just we're just going to keep plundering on. It's. I, I'm, I'm glad to be on line on this one because I know that we're fucking right. Like, I'd, I'd rather stand out for being the only correct people in the room than than yeah, just to carry on saying, oh well, that's just how hockey is. Yeah, you can punch people in the face, and we don't call half the rules because if we couldn't do those things, then uh, it would be a bad sport. And it's not hockey, is it? It's just not hockey. <laughs> it's, not, it's not hockey. God almighty. Not hockey. All right. There we go. Let's get you out of here so you can go and hopefully assist your wife with those two insane children. And yeah, I, I, be- I believe with... she is currently in bed with both of them. So uh... Fantastic. <laughs> so maybe maybe a nice evening on the couch for you, young William. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fucking wonderful. I could, I, could just, I could just do it. I could just go to sleep on the sofa, turn my phone off. And uh, see how long I last before she comes downstairs and throws a heavier one at me. <laughs> yeah, literally. Get up! Ah, oh, dear. All right. While you're doing that, I shall go and punch on the door in anger at my stupidity. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Will, any last words? Uh, absolutely not.
No, let's get out of here. Fucking late one tonight, folks. 10 o'clock on a Friday night. God Rock man. and roll, baby. Jesus. <laughs> Good thing it's about we'll, holiday, uh, Christ. I know, yeah. Oh, all right, there we go. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.